chaos in today's scripture. The word chaos comes to my mind as I picture what is going on at Babel Tower. The language was confused and they were scattered all over the place on the whole face of the earth. They could not live in the city they built together. They were very scared of being scattered. This is what it says. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Not only they want to make their name great, but they were very scared that they may be scattered upon the whole earth. They built a city and walls around it. Every week we staff gather together and have a Bible study. Uh, every Friday we reflect on the passage that we are going to preach on that Sunday. So staff gather together and then how about your insights? So, the, so they bring in their, all, all their insights. Uh, this week our youngest uh, uh, staff member, James Park, gave us great insight. And uh, he said that, you know, maybe, uh, Reverend, uh, the reason that they built a uh, tower uh, high was because when the flood comes again, uh, then they will be able to, uh, uh, you know, survive. I thought it was a great insight because this happened right after the flood. I mean, many years uh, uh, passed, but... Uh, that story-wise, after the flood story, then there's a Bible tower story. People after the flood were obsessed about their survival. That's what people do. When they experience tragedy, they become very scared. Like after 9-11, they were obsessed about uh, safety of this city. Just last Wednesday, one elder uh, told me, and he was kind of walking around there, and why don't you go in? And he said, you know, these days I'm scared whenever I do worship because we don't, you don't know who may come in uh, to our sanctuary and do anything because all kinds of crazy uh, things are happening. So after the flood, they were obsessed about their own survival. They didn't want any of that to happen again. They needed each other to survive. They needed to work together to survive. Being together gave them a better chance to survive than being scattered. After 9-11, we said, united, we stand. Divided, we fall. That was a slogan that we uh, always recited. That's why they were gathered together. They were scared of being scattered. I told you before that I translated Mary Jo Letty's uh, lecture. She reflected on the experience of the first settlers from Europe in Canadian soil. 
As soon as they arrived in Canada, they encountered massive land. I mean, they never experienced this kind of massive land. In Europe, the rivers are small and the cities are small. But when, and as soon as they got here, St. Lawrence River and the Ontario Lake, it's a huge, massive land that they uh, experienced. Not only massive land, but also they experienced tremendous extreme weather. It was so cold. It was different from the first settlers in the United States because they had a relatively good weather. But here, up here, it was severe uh, whether they uh, experienced. And also, they uh, were surrounded by hostile environment, threatening environment, including the people who lived in it, indigenous people, the native people uh, who were living in it. As soon as they encounter this threat and danger, the first thing that they did was to build a fortress. But soon that fortress mentality became their culture and their mentality, their way of thinking. They created fortress, garrison mentality. And then within it, they were nice to each other because they need to survive. They built the walls around it. Within the fortress, they were very, they felt safe. So they were nice and kind to each other. So they, they are saying the Canadians are nice and kind to each other uh, in that way. So they uh, kind of built this kind of character. Uh, but outside of their fortress, they, become, they became exclusive. They were nice to each other, but they were hostile to others. Their unity was for their own survival. And this kind of unity is destructive and selfish. It creates collective selfishness. This kind of unity, in my opinion, is false unity. You achieve unity for your sake. You achieve unity for your own survival. That is not the kind of unity God wants. That is not the kind of unity God had in mind. It is not the unity that human beings create for our own survival. That's not what God wanted. When Jesus came to this world, he saw that kind of unity. Unity for their own sake. They had a system that unified, it, unified them, but that system also oppressed the weak and the vulnerable and, the, and gave the powerful the privileges and benefits. That was far from the unity God wanted for us human beings. So Jesus was very troubled. They are very unified. They are together. But all together, they were oppressing the people who were outside of their own fortress. And Jesus did not like to see that. That's why he was even harsh in his words. Let me, let me read for you. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. 
For I have come to set a man against his father and daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Sounds like Jesus came to give this world confusion and conflicts. In the eyes of the powerful who control that selfish unity, what Jesus did looked like that. To maintain their unity and hegemony. Hegemony is a power to collect people, uh, collect their power. They had to kill Jesus. Just to keep that false unity, they had to get rid of Jesus. That's what false unity does. The kind of unity Jesus wanted was not the unity for survival, but the unity of love that would deeply connect all of us, regardless of who we are. You can see that very clearly in Jesus' last prayer. He prayed for the unity but that, that unity was not unity for your own survival or for your own selfish reason. But unity of love. This is what Jesus said. The glory that you have given me, I have given them so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. It is unity of love. The unity human beings created is a unity at the cost of excluding people who are different from us and are not helpful to us. We have to ask ourselves what kind of unity we are creating. If our unity is the kind of unity that other people cannot come in, then it is man-made unity. And the man-made unity will soon collapse. For survival, you don't need to worry about. That's what we believe. God will take, uh, take care of our own survival. People who built a tower did not believe that. So they took the matters into their own hands. They gathered together to collect their power. But God will take care of what we shall eat, what we shall drink, and what we shall wear. God promised that. We are the people who believe in that. We are Christians who believe in that. God will take care of our needs. God will take care of our survival. What we need to do is not to pursue the unity for our own survival, but to pursue the unity of love. The kind of unity that takes care of people and include those who are less fortunate than us 
and who are alienated and ostracized. That kind of unity. It is the unity of love. You don't create unity just for yourself. You create unity by including those who are ostracized, who are less fortunate than us. By doing that, we build the unity of love, not unity for survival. They are not the people. The weak people are not the people to be excluded to preserve our unity. But we have to embrace them with love. Among you, around you, who are excluded, who are ostracized, who are alienated, the poor, the have-nots, the people who are disadvantaged, they are the people that we need to include to achieve true unity of love. In today's story, we see confusion. But later in Acts of Apostle, we see unity. And that kind of unity only spirit can give us. Now we human beings can create it's, it's what the Spirit gives us. That's a miracle. Let me read for you. And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Medes, Medes? I'm not sure. Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, all different people. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power, the power of unity. All these people were able to hear in their own language. Today is the day of Pentecost. We celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and brought the true unity to us. The Holy Spirit made us one who are different with God's power. How the Holy Spirit came down is not important. Well, the fire, tongues of fire, all that. Oh, that's just a, a movie. That's a, I mean, sensation, nice, but that's not what's important. The speaking in tongues, that's not what's important. The, what is important is what the Spirit did when uh, the Spirit came down. The Spirit brought us the unity which is, not which is impossible for us to create on our own. The Spirit came to this world and brought us, brought the divided humanity to be one. And we are called to do that work. Disciples of peace and harmony proclaim the unity. We are called to do that. That's why St. Paul said, there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave 
or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. He said that 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. Can you believe that? I don't think it was his own opinion. It is Spirit who gave them this word. It is so nice. I want to read with you together today. So let us uh, read together. Okay? 시작. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Jesus came to do that. St. Paul experienced tremendous persecution and hatred from his own people. Not from the foreigners. Not from the Romans. He received persecutions and threats from his own people. Because Paul said, you don't need to do circumcision. You don't need to do the, the, you keep the dietary rule. But circumcision and dietary rules were identity markers. That's what defined who Jews were at that time. And Paul said, you don't need to do that. But we are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. I forgot. Uh. Yeah, St. Paul experienced tremendous persecution, but he recognized this unity is what the Spirit gave me. To do. So he risked his life to achieve that. I pray that the Holy Spirit comes upon us and makes us one. I pray that we become one in the Holy Spirit. That is the meaning of the Pentecost. We celebrate the Pentecost as a day of coming of the Spirit. But the Pentecost was not a Christian celebration in the beginning, from the beginning. Pentecost was celebrated, Jewish celebration. It is kind of a harvest festival. But on Pentecost, not only they celebrate harvest, but they also celebrated the coming of the law, receiving of the law from Moses. And when it comes to New Testament, uh, the Acts of Apostles, it became the day when they received the Holy Spirit. What law could not do, the Spirit was able to do through God's grace. Law cannot make us one. Only the grace of the Holy Spirit can make us one. Don't get along with people only who are like you, whom you like, whom you are comfortable with. That's not what church is. Meet people. 
be in relationship with people who are different from you, who think different from you. Embrace them, especially those who are voiceless. Embrace them. The true unity is possible only in diversity. When there is no diversity, unity is not possible. When we accept each other with the grace of the uh, Spirit of God, then we can achieve unity. You are called to do that. You are the disciples of Jesus Christ. You are called to proclaim this unity in your family, among your friends, in the church, in our society. God called you to do so. Let us deeply think about what true unity is. Let us sing together.